feel like it's a dream, like it's no real, it's no settled in yet. Um, you know, to be part of this amazing group, this team, you know, this country, the, all the fans who are getting behind us this whole time, you know, and just to be part of it, like I just, I can't believe it, like to be honest. Um, and you know, I'm so proud of the boys and everything that we've done. And Arnie, you know, we gave it a right good bash. You know, we got out of the group, uh, two wins, two clean sheets, not Denmark out. You know what I mean? It's like we've done brilliant. You know, we've inspired a generation back home. Hopefully, you know, football now and. You know, Australia can get more get more attention. You know, they come to the A-League games and support us. You know, obviously I play in the Central Coast Manors, so anyone wants to come along and see us. You know, but we we see now that the support is there, which is it's unbelievable. Um, and you know, I've just loved every second. <laughs>
a lot of people of different ages, different backgrounds, creeds, different colours, uh, just all getting around to support Socceroos. A bit of pyro. A little bit of pyro. We know how much you love pyro, brother. <laughs> Not a fan of the bloody, the flying flares. Just, if you go on a bit of pyro, don't let someone else suffer the consequences of a burning object. Hold it, hold it on your hand, hold it with your hand yourself, and you know, take some ownership and be a sick <laughs> while you're at it. Yeah, don't. Yeah, there was, there was a couple days we onto the pitch. Yeah, it was good. It was okay. Good time. Good time. Okay. Uh, a bit of lens. Okay, strong effort. Was that like when even when Australia were two goals down? Did you know were people kind of dropping their heads, or was there hope throughout the ninety minutes? People were sitting next to left at half time, which is. Which was like, well, which was great because like I didn't like them one, they were annoying me. And two, uh, Andy, Andy, and a couple of friends were like, because it was so full, like it filled up so quickly, we all split up, and like a whole group of like buddy Eshes have left next to us, you know. <laughs> um, Eshes a bit rough, rough on Eshes these, like private school like wannabe Eshes. <laughs> okay. And they're like, oh, let's go home. Um, I'm like, I'm like texting my mates, you know. Uh, oh, quick, come quick, come quick, because it filled up so quickly, it was great. If only they had more screens, they probably could have filled up even more of the stadium. Yeah, they'd be mm. They ended up opening yeah, the other the side, athlete. even though there was no screens on that side. So they were just relying on the corner screens. <laughs> yeah, saw next, that would be. Yeah. Saw next indeed, brother, saw next indeed. But yeah, like I said, was there kind of... Was it genuinely like we can do this the entire way throughout, or was there a sense of despair when Argentina went two goals up there after Matty Ryan's um, after the second. cataclysmic error? Yeah, definitely after the second goal, there was a bit of heads down. But, uh, mm. and, you know, it was definitely limbs after our goal, and there yeah. was the belief was sky high. Yeah, once we got our goal, you could just feel like the mood of the whole entire stadium lifted. You know, it was a lot, lot louder, people standing up. So there was definitely belief there after we scored. Oh my god, it's just it's just tough because it was so close yet so far at the same time. Like the Australian media specifically have been very uh, positive about the the team and the way we played, and I think that's that's righteous. But then you, if you look at international media outlets, it's it's more of a narrative of oh well, Argentina should have kind of finished us off uh, sooner. And I guess for you, from your boys' perspective, dude. Do you think we were genuinely in this game? Like, could we have beaten Argentina on balance of play? Extra time, yes. Yeah, based on our performance in the last 10 minutes, they were bloody shitting in bricks. Definitely. Yeah. Oh. They, were, they were sitting deep and inviting the pressure. We, we would have taken them to extra time, but I don't think we would have beat them, like, defeated them. I reckon, like, we could have taken them to extra time and then they could have scored with five minutes to go off one chance. They should have really put us away in the final 10 minutes or so. Like, yeah. they... Oh, like especially between like what felt like the 88th minute and the 93rd minute, they had, they kept, they kept getting the ball back and they kept you know bringing it. Lautaro had two shocking misses and they played, they played you know they played better. They they definitely deserved to beat us, uh, all all checks and balances. But we we definitely punched above our weight effort wise and it would have been um, it would have been fantastic to see us you know get reward but the better team won the day but that's not to say that we didn't deserve to get some reward for effort own goal technically but it was nice to score against argentina regardless and obviously qual in the 97th minute 
comes just like centimeters away from pulling it to all. Um, Quoll, by the way, now the youngest player to play in the knockout since Pele in 1958. And um, I, I've heard some criticism of him. Like even my boss at work was like, oh, you should have scored from there. You were so close, which <laughs> I think is a fair bit ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like even just the touch to bring it down and to find the space there was so, so good. Yeah, definitely. And like, if Emmy Martinez has just like slightly shorter, shorter arms, I reckon that goes in. And also, Definitely. Like, if it hits his arm at a different angle, like who's to say it wouldn't like? Yeah. Like it went, like the ball bobbled straight back up into the air and then safely into Martinez's arms. Like who's to say, you know, if it didn't hit him on a yeah. different angle or his arm was flexed? I mean, I guess that's part of the technique. Mm, you know, no, I know what you're saying. Didn't strike him at a different angle that could have kind of trickled towards the goals. Yeah, or even come back out qual for a second effort. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But you look at, um, like Deshaun said, is that you know the youngest player to play in a knockout game since Pele. If he's he's getting into that position, uh, bringing it down, you know, at this age and almost scoring and you know the most clutch moment of the whole tournament. Yeah. If he's doing that now. What's he doing in four years' time and beyond? You know, it's exciting times ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. brought back shades of that game he played against. Not too sure. I can't remember now. I was in the A League. Cummings sent over yeah. across, and he kind of just nudged the defender kind of under the ball and MacArthur. took the took that nice. Um, yeah, it might have been Macarthur, and just took that really nice touch, and then just shot it into the roof of the net. The and yeah. That's what that re- that's what that reminded me of, and he's obviously done it before, and I thought. It was a very similar kind of uh, scenario, but this time he was coming up against uh, defenders and goalkeepers of a much higher calibre. Yeah, so definitely. there's absolutely no shame in missing that opportunity because nah. the way he took it, not many other people would have been able to uh, do that in the first place. Are you trying to say that Emiliano Martinez is a better goalkeeper than Mitchell Weyer of Newcastle Jets? <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, Blasphemy, yeah, sir. Ma- Michael, Michael Weir. Oh, is it Michael Weir? Yeah. My apologies, Michael. <laughs> the Condor himself. What an absolute yeah. jet. Mm. Absolute no, I think it was against jet. MacArthur, wasn't it? Ah, crap, my bad. Sorry, yeah, you it's mentioned uh, that. Philip Curto. And you're on an A-League podcast. <laughs> yes. I, I, no, no. You know what? We run an A-League podcast. What I say <laughs> is as much on your heads as my own. <laughs> <laughs> Handballs flying everywhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. But, uh, but look, uh, do we want to kind of dig into the nitty-gritty and... and uh, look, there is blame to be had here for Matty Ryan. Do we want to focus on that or just kind of focus on the positives no, of like how much of an effort we put on, in? on that. I think overall, Matty oh, Ryan had a great tournament, you know, and we wouldn't be where we were yeah, without exactly. him. So. Still got some crucial saves towards the end, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like mm-hmm. going into the game too... You know, they had a goal that was off our mistake and we had a goal off luck, you know, so we deserve and well and they had a goal off pure skill and ingenuity. Oh that 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 messy goal was a joy to behold. That was insane. Yeah, and class. that angle Fuck. of how he moves like, you know, of infamous now of the Aussie fans ch- chatting shit at him and you can see from that angle how he like moves through like from from this from the dead ball on the on the side. To um through to, through our kind of you know mini wall and through the lines. I, there's a reason why he's considered the goat, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know. I think Matty Ryan had a great tournament. He kept us in it in crucial games. 
against Denmark and Tunisia, but he also like stopped it from being three one at the end there. He made some good saves. And more than that, I think I think the thing that people have been praising the most about Australia's performance at the World Cup has been our mentality and our togetherness. And as the captain, Matt Ryan is obviously playing a crucial part in that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely. He epitomizes that. Yeah, he wears his heart on his sleeve, doesn't he? And he, he apologised instantly for what happened. And, and uh, I think Damo tweeted about it, the Camel Gravara comment. Oh, yeah. What was, a prick. Oh, He's a fucking asshole. Child. Mm. What a, I, think, I think there's probably instant, like, just nationwide enemy, Camel Gravara. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if he wasn't already. How mm. toxic, wasn't already. How toxic that locker room going to be? You got the buddy. Uh, oh, well, you got the camel. He's only going to be there for another couple days anyway. So you got the camel really. Gravara, yeah. Matty Ryan beef, and then you got the and then you got Matty Ryan. You know, uh, knocking Denmark <laughs> out. And, you know, yeah, Cornelius. Of... Cornelius plays for Copenhagen as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a fun place to go back to. Yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, get out while you can, Matty. That's right. Yeah, well, his He'll agent has to... said that they've opened up talks with um, a move elsewhere, yep. so we should be seeing Matty Ryan uh, on the move shortly, which is probably... And the... he'll have no no uh, short um, amount of uh, suitors anyway, so... Harry Suter? Oh, done. <laughs> Good Harry... segue. <laughs> he's going he's yeah. places. Harry Suter, I reckon, is my uh, player of the tournament for us. Fucking absolutely. Mm. And, and, oh, and superb. For me, my... Uh, unexpected jam like I don't know maybe I never paid enough attention but as his Bayage was outstanding in my opinion yeah, yeah. how good was uh, his run that was and that almost awesome. scored yeah so good yeah did it twice in the whole tournament yeah just out of nowhere it's amazing it's a criticism of myself for not being that attentive and maybe I wasn't attentive but I never knew he was so good with his feet yeah uh, neither did I a talented player well, he started out as a left winger, I'm pretty sure, and then just gradually got moved back further into defence. So, yeah, you obviously don't lose that. Same as Gareth Bale, and yeah. Bale started out as a left back and ended up as a striker for Wales. I think uh, Zinchenko, that uh, Ukrainian fellow, rocks up to Man City yeah. as a central attacking midfielder <laughs> right. and is now one of the best left backs in the world. So That's so. right. Play where you can make your mark. But, um, yeah, who were, for you boys, who were the real standouts from this game? Like, Suit is obviously a fair shout. He's been great all tournament. Bayich, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, from, from this game, and I guess overall the tournament, like, a few fellas had to name two or three players as real kind of shining stars, shining lights of the campaign. Who would you go with? I'll start with you, Andy. Uh, yeah, definitely Suta. He's probably probably on top. I think yeah, I think overall Matty Ryan had a great great tournament. Craig Goodwin I'd probably name as well. Yeah, maybe maybe Lecky as well. Oh, Lionel Lecky, brother, That's the, the Lexstar, yeah. the Lexstar. Lecky, Lecky, Lecky. <laughs> he was in the worst eleven of the group stage, like based on his rating. I thought that was a bit hard. Lecky. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can't based remember on the source on this. Starter. Based on data. Um, FIFA score or something. Yeah, very huh. harsh. He was great in all his mm. games. That's, yeah, it's based on some bullshit data about like you, the way you use the ball and oh. losing the ball and all that bullshit. But it doesn't take into account like all the work you do off it and yeah, all yeah. That. And obviously, when you're like you're the like Ronaldo was in that eleven. Yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, right. 
Well, I think players like Lucky and Ronaldo, who are probably the main creative outlet, you know, who are encouraged to go and run at defenses, they are going to lose the ball more often than, than right. others because exactly. they're, they're given the most opportunity to actually create that chance because we know, like, those are the guys who will break the line and, and make something happen like he did against Denmark. Interesting. What about you, Damo, yeah, if you had to name three fellas as kind of like shining lights from the game and, and the tournament in general? I'd go Suta, Rolls... Mm-hmm. And Lecky. And the Lexter. And the big Lexter. Yeah. And what about yourself there, Nick? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Name three players from the game and, and moreover from the tournament itself who have been real shining lights of the of, of the Socceroos campaign at the World Cup. I'll go Harry Sudar, Mitchell Duke. Oh, Dukey. Mitchell Duke and oh, Jackson Irvine. Jackson just, Irvine, just, just, I don't mind that. Just to balance it out, one, I, one page. Line. I just want to say, like, it's this is like extremely hard because this was a tournament where everyone yeah. anticipated us to be so shit. Yeah. yeah. And we were going to look for three players that were actually half-decent, whereas the whole team, everyone played their part. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's hard uh, to narrow it down, isn't it? Like... Know, it apart from, like, obviously, like, the, the boys that didn't get on the pitch at all, like, you Chilio obviously can't say... That they didn't make an impact. They obviously were in training, so they had some sort of an impact as well. But like, and you're talking about players like uh, Mabil and Hustich as well. Like when they came on, they probably weren't as yep. effective as we'd like them to be. But you know, they still obviously play their part, and everyone played their part in what was um, overall a very successful tournament for Australia. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, actually, quick question. How does, oh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Riley McGree as well because I'm very McGree biased. I love Riley McGree. He's a gun. <laughs> but um, how does this compare to the 06 run for you fellas? Just in terms of how important uh, it'll be. I, it surpasses it mm. by a mile. A mile? I think. A, a mile. country mile? You do live in the country. so A country mile. So a lot, That's a more, lot. Than a mile. <laughs> more than a normal mile. More than a city mile. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need a new team in the A League. We need Melbourne Country. <laughs> the the magnitude of the uh, the the feats were far greater than in two thousand and six. Mm. Like you look at the teams we played. Yeah. Uh, Japan, obviously Brazil and Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, like back in the day, obviously Japan wasn't probably that much better than they are today. Like mm-hmm. I think that. They've improved a bit more yeah. since then. And that Croatia uh, team. Croatia, yeah. obviously, yeah. a lot better oh, yeah. than they were back in the day. So, Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Josko yeah, Gvardiol over Josip Simonic any day of the week. Yeah, exactly. Oi, oi, oi. That's right. That bloody gronk. Gronk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brutal stuff from David. Oh, uh, yeah, I think um, but, it's also worth pointing out that the impact this could have on the domestic scene as well. I think I think I saw oh, is it something like twenty out of the twenty no no it's twenty three of the twenty six players have played in the A League. It's only Irvine, Suter, and Dagenek who have never played a minute in the ALM. Mm, how uh, good, Hrustich. And Hrustich as well. Yeah. Ah, crap. God damn it! Where did I get that source from? Ah, uh, wherever it was, <laughs> it was wrong, and I apologize <laughs> for uh, spreading false what information. Was, but regardless, a huge A League influence. Oh yeah. In this team, and without a doubt, that has to be a focus moving forward. Of just like, yeah, look, 
you know, we can produce world quality talent. You know what I mean? Well, that's not, we can't say world quality talent. Nah. We, we have to nah. say players that are capable mm. of stepping up when it comes to the big stage, and obviously their mentality and their their technical uh, tactical nous mm. stands up against a lot of the other big nations and. I think the thing that most people want to see next is that technical side mm-hmm. start to improve. That all comes with time. Yeah. So, mm. which just showed that we can compete, but there's no doubt. But we, when we look at the crux of it, when we look at the actual games, you can see that where we struggle. Mm-hmm. But tactically and coaching-wise... We can absolutely match it with the best teams on the planet. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a fair question. Technically, Graham Arnold's contract has now expired, and the FFA are currently undergoing a review that will take the next few weeks, and they will post to the board in January on who they think will be the next, who they think should be the next coach of the Australian football team. Oh, the, the Socceroos there. Um, I'll ask. This is going to be my first burning question of the night. Ooh. Three burning questions. Whoever wants it can get it. <laughs> Who do we? Where do we see the soccer is going next in terms of coaching? It's a tough one, isn't it? Bearing in mind that uh, Arnold has apparently fielded offers from the MLS for uh, coaching positions. I think I think Graham Arnold would like to conquer some stuff in his own club level uh, career. Okay. I don't think he kind of. Because he, he had all that success at Sydney FC and then just stepped into the Socceroos role. Mm-hmm. Whereas I reckon his next move would have been to, say, the J-League or the MLS. Yep. And I think that this four-year period where he's taken over the, uh, the Socceroos, I think he'll still want to do that and bear in mind that he's 59, 60. Yep. So obviously he doesn't have that much time left up his sleeves to kind of build something... La Apostacoglu at Celtic or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think he definitely has some own personal ambitions that he would want to uh, achieve himself. Yeah, I, I tend to I hear what you're, what you're yeah. saying there. And I also think that like Arnie, what he's given us and it has to be treasured, right? Is just a foundation in culture more than anything has, else. Has yeah, has mm. to go down as top three Socceroos coaches of all time, just on Ooh. alone on this. Uh, Achievement mm, alongside uh, Pim Verbeek. This is this is right up there. <laughs> it's right up there with almost winning the Asian Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd, <laughs> you'd have Arnie, uh, Hiddick, and and Postecoglou. I'm assuming. Go uh, chuck Rasic in there as well. Oh, Rasic, Rasic. That's either before my time or or yeah, yeah. before my time. Before my time. Raleigh Rasic, 1974. Ah, I see. The first Blast man to take us there. Fair shout. All right. Not bad. What about you two, Andy, Nick? Where do you think uh, the soccer should move forward in terms of uh, our coach? John Aloisi's recently expressed interest in the position, so you never know. Oh, jeez. I don't know if, don't know if he's I, ready for that. Kevin Musket would be a good shout. Oh, yeah. He just, just won the J-League. Don't mic, mate. God damn. Is there, <laughs> so like, is he's there gone a, driving. Is there a removalist in your house, <laughs> That was that was a car. That was a car. That was about a kilometre down the road. <laughs> you guys have cars in Japan. 
Sounded like an F1. We're not just tractors. They actually tr- they they go places on horseback, Nick. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. Turbo powered. I'd say Kevin Musk gets a shout because he's got success in in Australia, but he's also you know like possibly branched out well, uh, same pathway almost, you know, uh, to the J League and one with Yokohama F Marinos. Uh, Marinos? Mar- Marinos. Marinos. Yeah, so I, 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 reckon, I reckon he's a shout. Uh, part of the old boys club too helps. Some other shouts, like long term, like a Nick Montgomery type. Mm. Yeah, but like I think, that. you know, he's got a lot He's got a lot to go. So well, was, well Fortelli has been offered the job at uh, the New Zealand uh, head coach, so mm. why not Fortelli as well? Yeah, well, Ufuk. Yeah. Little Ufuk action. It's it's interesting because I think rumor has like out of the FA they they are leaning towards maybe offering Graham another another cycle to to give him another shot. Which would be, it, it's up to him. Like yeah. if, if that's what his um, legacy wants to be as one of Australia's all time greatest coaches, mm-hmm. I think he would have to do really well at the Asian Cup, getting us to the final, and winning it. Oh. But if he doesn't, and if he thinks that this is as good as his legacy can get, as far as a Socceroos yeah. coach goes, then absolutely go on your go on your own way and try and uh, build your own um, empire legacy somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair enough. Yeah. According to I'm just reading an article now. John Aloisi and Kevin Musket are in the frame. So that's basically. It's, it's offer it to Arnold. If Arnold says yes, then we're done. But then if not, yeah. it's either Aloisi or Musket as the other two options. Okay. Interesting. <sighs> yeah, see, I just can't see Aloisi getting it. It just yeah. doesn't... He wants it. He hasn't got the it, record it, it, it's... to back it up. Like, I know he's won, a, won yeah. an A-League championship now, but I don't think he's been consistent enough across his coaching career. And he's only young still as well. I don't think he's shown enough... Uh, Guile, like uh, dy- dynamism. Dynamism. Oh. Yeah, he he doesn't like change, does he? More about that. Uh, yeah, it's very. Uh, uh, not sure. Yeah, that's I'm it, mate. Sure about his style. Change I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, mate. So, Andy, you're you're leaning towards a Kevin Musket hire as well. If that if it comes to that, you'd prefer... yeah, yeah, I think so. Look, I think um, you know, as Damon said, if if. Graham wants to keep the job. I reckon he gets it. Of course, mainly based on this World Cup. But yeah, if uh, if he decides he wants to move on to to bigger and better things, then uh, I would say yeah, Kevin Musket looks next ready in line. You know, he's just won the J League, so you know, following a similar path that that Ange did. So he looks probably the most likely, I would say, at this stage if if he wants it and if Graham doesn't. But yeah, there's a there's a few sort of youngish Australian coaches that you think you know maybe. Somewhere down the track might be a chance, like um, maybe even pa- Paddy Kisnorbo might be a bit of obviously yeah. bias there, but obviously he's just made the big move over to um, to France, Troyes, or however you say it. Trois. Trois. Sorry, Trois. That, Trois. that sounds Trois. better. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe one day, see how he goes, you know, at uh, club level there for a few years. I can't say it, Andy. Andy, come on, say it. You know you want to. Toi. Yeah! Ah, there we go. <laughs> perfect, mate. Oh, perfect. Who's the caller you, uh, Andy Gibson? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how you're afraid of me from now on. On the, on the, the shout from outside um, Australia. Yeah, alright. 
Okay. For, for a possible managerial selection. Do it. French name, so the pronunciation is going to be butchered, but Harvey Renard, Ooh. manager of Saudi Arabia. Oh, uh, really? He's been a good overachiever at an international level. He has. Um, you know, he, he got Zambia to win an African Cup Zambia. of Nations. Yeah, wow. How good is that? Got Ivory Coast, won the African Cup of Nations. Jeez. Uh, manager of Morocco at the last World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, got them to qualify for the first time in 20 years. Had Saudi Arabia looking good. And Saudi Arabia, uh, unlucky not to qualify, you know. He mm. did what uh, Argentina Arnold couldn't do and beat Argentina. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we could offer him any more... Than the Saudis are offering. It's yeah, <laughs> never gonna happen. We need to give yeah. him a city, mate. We need to give him his own <laughs> fucking city. Like, yeah, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. the keys to city. Need, he needs his own supply of white shirts. <laughs> what about, uh, about uh, <laughs> Dwight York? Anyone? Dwight Eversley Dwight York. York. I don't think he's bit, proven bit himself quite say, yet, yeah. mate. What about yeah. Robbie Fowler in that case? If we're going into <laughs> shoddy A League managers. No way. <laughs> oh God. Arthur Pappas. At this day, Herb Renard seems the best. I like, about, I like the Herb Renard. Cool. What about here? What about here? Eric Mombert. Mombert. Oh, yeah. Mom, like, Mombert. Yeah, he just wants to retire. Yeah, he's pretty old now. Mombert. What about this? All right, give give Graham until the next Asian Cup, see what he can do. When he inevitably, yeah. when we fuck up, give it to Tony yeah. Vidmar, who's now obviously leading the uh, the Oli Roos. Uh, this is almost like a uh, Gus Hiddink and... Uh, Graham Arnold situation, but in 2022. <laughs> yeah. hmm. So not a fan. So Tony Vidmar's going to fuck up the Asian Cup and then he'll come back 10 years later yeah. vindication. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Exactly. Vindication. Yeah, just set it up and the cycle never ends. Like Carlos Quiros, uh, his name was thrown around a little bit when he's uh, he was sacked by Iran and then uh, re employed as Iran head coach. He could be another option that the FA may go to, but... Don't mind that. He's 69, but... Um... At this stage, uh, yeah, I think... Go with Gra- uh, Graham Arnold. If he doesn't want to renew, definitely Kevin Musket. What about Popovich? Yeah, Pop is an interesting shout. I'll, I'll take nah. Popovich of Aloisi. He plays, he oh, plays yeah, a definitely. better brand of football, absolutely. And if you can yeah. combine, like... You saw the steal, I think, today against Argentina. Even, like, Sudar getting in their faces, Bayard getting in their... Like, really, like, getting getting a bit riled up. Whether or not riling up Lionel Messi was a good strategy, um, up for debate. But it was kind of fun to watch anyway. If you yeah. can combine that with, like, a Popovich-style football, like a brand of football with a bit more passing, a bit more tactical mouse, I'd love to see that. Definitely. Fun fact, did you know Harry Redknapp managed Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Harry Redknapp's done it all, mate. Didn't we? Didn't we play him? Yeah. When he was manager. Yeah, we, we did in our 2018 World Cup qualification. Yeah, I thought I remembered that. And we almost lost to them in the group, but um, we, <laughs> yeah, we lost our first game to them, and we we're at risk of you know not finishing top. Oh, yeah. Harry. Mm. Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp, what an absolute beast! He's an absolute beast, and another beast is of course Harry Suda, the giraffe himself. Uh, Harry Souter made a... He, directly after the World Cup, or Australia's World Cup ended, he posted up on the old gram. And I'll just read this post to you, fellas. The gram. The gram. The IGs. 
What a journey! Absolutely gutted the way I can't. I'm not. I'm not doing a Scottish accent just to be clear. But this is Harry <laughs> Suter. Absolutely gutted. Uh, nice. That was good. Oh, nice. But we can hold our heads high. Hopefully, now the proper funding will be put in place for grassroots levels to make football accessible for all, no matter what the background. We need to capitalise on this opportunity with the Women's World Cup coming to Australia next year to make the next generation of Australian footballs have every chance of making it. Uh, Andy, you mentioned this in, in, the, in our little pre-show that you want to talk about it. So just yeah, yeah. share your thoughts on what uh, Harry's saying here. Yeah, look, uh, I couldn't agree more with what uh, with what Harry's saying there. There's no better time than now to capitalise on on our success and what we've done at the World Cup and all all the support that we've seen from the live sites and, and the TV mm-hmm. viewership and everything like that across this World Cup. You know, it just shows how much of a footballing nation we are and how many people um, get behind us and also how, m- how many participants the sport has compared to the funding that it gets. It's uh, just way out of whack compared to other sports. Mark Schwartzer also uh, made some similar comment today or yesterday as well. You know, he said it's uh, it's unfair and it's wrong that um, mm-hmm. the, the proportion is just so out of whack with the other sports. And yeah, Optus Sport put up some a few stats like on how much funding football gets and, and the other sports get and compared to like the actual number of participants so you know things like Aussie rules it's only got about half a million participants whereas football's got 1.1 million but football is one of the least funded sports in in the country so I think now's the time to sort of start to turn that around um, get the next generation the best chance of of going further than the round of 16 you know it starts now That's the fees it. are obviously too high for um, participation you know if, how many people are we you know, losing through the cracks or losing to other sports because of right. um, it's just unaffordable? So that that funding needs to start at the top and governments and um, yeah, now's the time to to get started. This is coming from a guy who works at the MCG, so should be an AFL <laughs> slash cricket shill, and yet here he yep. is. Good unbiased reporting from Andy Gibson. I love it. Thanks, mate. Oh, yeah, the numbers, yeah, yeah. Don't but it just—it it just makes sense exactly. Like it's just completely incredible that they've just gotten away with this for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. They've known yeah. the participant rates. They've known the amount of funding that goes into it, and yet AFL, cricket, tennis get all this absolute bullshit amounts of funding. Yeah. For almost no international relevance whatsoever yeah exactly 100 yeah. percent. i mean if we there can make it this far be... now yeah go sorry oh sorry man. i was gonna say yeah if we can make it this far now imagine what we can do 10 20 years down the track if um even more kids start playing it now that's it johnny warren has come out and said that he thinks australia should be aiming to win the world cup not just you know qualify Who? johnny warren Johnny Warren, he's been dead for ages. <laughs> okay, look, you know what? This Ailey Reddit is is leading me astray. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh my crap. god, and you want to run an Ailey podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, he, was, he passed before two thousand and five. Okay, 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 okay. It, I'm, it was I was reading an ESPN article. <laughs> And the quote at the end here, Johnny Warren's declaration that Australia should try to win the World Cup and not just qualify comes into play here. So he obviously has said this two decades ago, 
<laughs> and you know what? It's it's still as relevant now. As, oh shit, my mind. It's as relevant now as it was back then. Very true. He's like, and he's laughing. He's like, oh fuck, thank God he made that mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Laughter relief. That is good. Like Deshaun said, though, just as relevant oh, now goodness. as it was 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> that's yeah. it, that's it, that's it, that's it. But and you look, and this is obviously a lot of the, f- the players in the squad are on the oh, older yeah. side, like your Moy is 32, Maddie Ryan's in his 30s, and will probably not be at the oh, next World shit. Cup. But but it is an incredibly young squad as well, like Garangsky, like uh, the two centre backs there. I think it was 27, the average age was, and that's yeah. with three goalkeepers pretty much over 30. Three. That's a good point. Oh, uh, no, uh, two goalkeepers over thirty-three. Yeah. So, how many of these of, of the players in this squad do you fellas reckon are going to be at the next World Cup? For example, it's an impossible question to ask because you uh, never know how many players will be at play. At least but... half of them. Yeah. I think the ones that didn't play will most definitely be a part of the uh, the squad. Like a Tilio, like a Tilio, Ding, mm-hmm. King. Mm-hmm. Devlin. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, look at our 2019 Asian Cup squad, and we were getting goals from like Economides and and you know I think Rustica was there. Um, oh, is, is that is that his name? Rustic. Nikita Rustica. Oh, Rukovitsa. Rukovitsa. Yeah. Oh, Nikita Rukovitsa. Yes. You know, like a name you haven't heard of in a while. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The squad changes over time. Even Mavil can't. Couldn't even start on the wing, like barely got any game time, and he was, you know, central to that. You know, that score changed significantly from 2018 World Cup to the 2019 Asian Cup. And yeah, that, like, that, that's one year. Six months but, apart. Mm, good point. I think they've definitely got time on their side. Uh, Economides is most definitely still within reach of playing Socceroos. I mean, he's in decent form for Melbourne Victory, and getting selected for the Asian Cup again is no. Mm. Uh, not not really that much of a far fetching uh, idea. He could still very well do it, but yeah, I mm. think uh, in Joel King's uh, or like Dean King, mm. they're all definitely within a, a a window where they're still very much a part of the Socceroos in the future. Yeah, for sure. Tilio, Cammy Devlin, etc. McGree, mm. surely Devlin, maybe uh, Geordie yeah. Boss even might be. Uh, well, well, that's exactly right. You beauty, Andy. Thank you for bringing that man's name up because I uh, <laughs> I saw a little thread here from an Australian football scout. Right, so this is uh, eight. Not, not NPL Oz player scopes. No, it's not. It's not Damon. It's <laughs> someone <funny>. else. <laughs> eight uncapped Australia-based players who this person believes have a great shot of featuring between now and 2026. So I'll ask this. I'll, I'll name these guys out one by one, and I want you all to respond with a simple yes or no on whether you think they're going to be playing. I mean, obviously, this is a this is a complete speculation, and we're not yeah. experts or whatever. But you know, <laughs> bit of fun, right? Four years, a long time. That's right. Bit of fun. Name yeah. number one: Kashini Yengi. Uh, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. We got two no's. Nick, what do you reckon? If you can get past the cum dog, otherwise, no. <laughs> if you can get past Cummings, is fairly old though. Is oh, actually no, he's 27. All right, Cummings is in his prime. Yeah. Alright, so that's a <laughs> two and a half nose to Kashina Yangi. Strong. No name number two, uh, the Central Coast, we got Nectar Triantis. Yes. Uh will not comment. I am I don't know anything about I him. Am, 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's the Australia under-20s captain, and he starts for Central Coast at the moment. Okay. Jeez. And what, how old is he, I think? Slip under the radar. 20. He's 20? 19. He's 19 years of age. Well, he's got the yes fuck. from Damo, so he must be a, a big chance. What right. position does he play? He's a centre-back. Centre-back. Like a ball-playing centre-back. Yeah, oh... Yeah, without knowing too much about this kid, hopefully he can, uh, consider we're going to have a combination our, of... Our depth chart at CB is pretty, uh... Yeah, if he can add... Under, under the age of 26, it's pretty, uh, yeah, if lean. If to our centre-back stocks, it'll be pretty That's good. That's right, um, exactly. You know? Starting back three of, obviously, uh, Suter and Rolls. Get Nectar Triantis in there. Maybe Nikolai Topor Stanley, the young up-and-comer as well. Just slot him in <laughs> Who knows? Young. A few good options. <laughs> Aspro surely has to be in the mix. <laughs> oh. Is Volpato on this list? <laughs> no, of course not. Mm. If he Should didn't be. want to come Wouldn't to this be. World Cup, he's never come. Like, was that QG Beach this week? He was at QG, was he? Oh, I hope someone told him to. No, nah, I'm not yeah. going to get into Christian Volpato chat. He's a good lad. He's offended me. He's offended me in my sensibilities. Name number three, Jordan Boss. Oh, big, no. big yes for me. Yes. <laughs> Absolute yes. No way. He will be in the Asian Cup squad. Three yeses. Wait, he's a left back, isn't he? Yep. Yes. Oh, he's a midfielder. Oh, no, left back. Pretty sure. Fuck. Nick, you're a Melbourne City fan. Oh mate, A League, A League is so yesy, yeah, mate. It hasn't been on for like what four, weeks. four weeks, you know? <laughs> what? So just kidding, guys. Come what? to the game. It's gonna be a bumper weekend. What? <laughs> you're, a, you're a Melbourne City fan This podcast was your idea And you so don't know You don't know who the oh, Melbourne City starting left enough. back is I'm, I'm off That's it Putting the headset down Oh my god <laughs> He's walked this off set ridiculous. But I mean like so you, Would you take him ahead of Bayage or Joel King Or I mean there's you know Competition at left back Alex Gersback's in the conversation surely Yeah he could be Bring back Gersback He's got to be better though yeah. Can't just be playing Ligue 2. Whatever the... it is. <laughs> 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 Ligue 2. Toulouse, Denis Jean-Luc. All right. You've got to be doing starring. Yeah, all right. You beauty. All right, name number four. I'll go with Nesta Irin Kunda. No. No. Not at the next World Cup. He'll be 20 by the time it's the next World Cup is around. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm. I'm going to go no as well. I have to think about that one. But uh, maybe the one after next, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, he is, in theory, the next Wonder Kid, is he not? I don't know. Damien, you watch him uh, he is. a fair bit, don't you? A lot. I, when I watched him in Shed, mm. better than anyone I've ever watched or mm. I've ever seen at his age. Yeah, he okay. creates stuff out of nothing. Whether he can keep improving. Um, I know he's been... Uh, He's been uh, reprimanded for some things he's done at or hasn't done at training. Oh, really? So okay. it's a matter of keeping a level head, discipline, and discipline. And you know, you never know what can happen. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. You could definitely say yes, but in the other time we've seen that over the years. Youngsters don't always develop. Of course, I reckon Carl Vart's a good kind of leader to have around you, though. I reckon and he's at, obviously, yeah, he's at the best club for it, so obviously he's got every yeah. chance. But ah, BDN is back, you beauty. Uh, name number five, then I'll go with uh, Aiden O'Neill, the heartbeat of City's midfield. Yes. No. 
gonna say yes as well. Strong no from Nicholas Brazier there. They got some hatred for uh, Aiden O'Neill, 24 years of age. Oh, he's only 24. Hey. It'll be prime, prime time by 2026. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think with the uh, with the Melbourne City connections, a uh, a move to a decent a decent league and a FC decent Copenhagen. team is only yeah exactly. <laughs> I reckon that's a very good shout actually. I wonder if there'll be any politics in that. <laughs> <laughs> but like he he needs to move to one of those kind of uh, feeder leagues, Denmark, Belgium, yeah. uh, Netherlands, to move up in his career, and I think. Once he does that, he's definitely got a solid base to work off uh, with his performances in the A-League. So. A lot of talented central midfielders, though, obviously. And young as well. Like, we've got O'Neill, we've got McGree, we've got uh, Metcalf, Devlin, Devlin Jean Rowe as well. Andy's favourite player. Bacchus, who made an impact Bacchus, this, my guy. this World Cup. He was really good. Really good. Big moving coming for him. Oh, absolutely agree. And also, this next name I want to... Uh, Callum Neuenhoff. Yes. 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 Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not. We'll just say that we're not just saying that these guys are going to be in the twenty twenty six World Cup squad. We're just going to say that these guys are going to be in and around mm-hmm. the Socceroos for the yeah. next decade. Of course, we're seeing who we like. We're seeing who we who we don't like. And and Nick does not like Aiden O'Neill, so that's that's oh. fun. Is it because O'Neill <laughs> is born in Brisbane and you're you're anti Brisbane? Oh. Oh. Cut me off, lads. I need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Avoiding the question. Name number seven, Joe Gauci. Yes. yes. Oh. Triplicate. Yes. Is, is is Joe Gauci the most talented young keeper in the league ahead of, say, um, well, Tommy Glover? I, I think so, too, yes. Yeah. No, be Absolutely. That will be competing. Without a doubt. That will be competing. Gauci's a... We don't have many goalkeepers coming through. That's the only uh, issue I've got at the moment. So that's he's really the only standout yeah. goalkeeper, young goalkeeper in the... Uh, A-League slash Australian overseas contingent circles. So. Surely Tommy Glover as well. Surely Tommy Glover. Glover's well. up there. I think um, his consistency could be better like long-term. You know, his last season was pretty average from him, but he seems to have turned it around again so far this season. So I think if he can continue his form... Coach. Yeah, new goalkeeping coach. That looks like it's helped a lot. I mean, if he can continue his form and, you know, keep improving, he's definitely... Um, in with a shot as well. He's 29 at the next World Cup, is Tom Glover. Oh, is he? true. He's a bit older than I um I realised. Bloody hell. Yeah, I thought he was younger as well. Tommy Glover. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, Nick mentioned yeah, they'll probably be competing for spots in the future. I, I don't I don't disagree with that. And uh, last but not least, obviously I've saved the Brisbane Raw player to last. It's uh, Kai Truen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Avoid a chance. Uh... <laughs> No comment. All right, we've got some strong... Andy, what do you like about Kai Truen's game? Well, I haven't watched a heap of him. I want too... don't watch too much Brisbane Raw, but... Um... <laughs> no one does, he... me. Yeah, that's right, exactly. He seems... <laughs> he seems to stand out in the Brisbane Raw team. Obviously, it's not like the best team in the league, as we know, but... Well, he, never, he never seems to suck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's consistent, you know. He doesn't have bad, bad games, like you say, Damo. I, I, I always keep on thinking that he's the Mark Milligan regen. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. He's like a Maddie Mackay, Mark Milligan type. Yeah, all right. Yeah. He's he's there. He'll do a he role. He can feel in anywhere. He plays in yeah. centre mid, feels in at center right back, back as well. feels Best in at yeah. centre back. Yeah. Probably could do goalkeeper as well. <laughs> Why not? Kai Truen, next well. goalkeeper. 
I like it. All right, that's good chat. Well, uh, in that case, fellas, uh, anything else on the Socceroos you want to touch on before we very quickly smash out yeah. the rest of the World Cup? Just overall, very, very good month for the Socceroos mm. and probably, yeah, one of the most successful ever tournaments, apart from, obviously, the Asian Cup that uh, Australia has taken part in. Mm. And uh, one that will hopefully change the fortunes of Australian football. Mm. Yeah, That's and it. I just want to say, uh, like, look how far they've come, even just in the last, you know, 12 months or even less, even the last six months. Like, you look back to those qualifying games that we lost against uh, Saudi Arabia and Japan and just the tone of, like, all the commentary and everything around us at the time yeah. and when, you know, we had to go and do it the hard way. Everyone said we weren't even going to beat the UAE, so we, and then we finally beat them and, you know, we weren't going to beat Peru and we did that. So they've just done amazing to prove everyone wrong time and time again. So, Absolutely. yeah, big ups. Big ups, big ups. Hells yeah. Alrighty, now, uh, World Cup. Real quick, Andy, Nick, have any of you been, have either of you, I should say, been paying a lot of attention to the rest of the tournament, or is this kind of like the extent of your interest? Yeah, keeping tabs. Yeah, same. Keeping tabs? Mm. All right, fantastic. Not well, I want to do a couple of quick burning questions just on, I don't know, on the World Cup in general, and I want all of you to, to answer them for me. This is a bit different. We're uh, nearly at the last date. We've got, obviously, two more round of 16 games coming tonight, but which team has disappointed you boys the most thus far in this tournament? That That is still in? No, nah, that, are, that, are, that are out. That are out. Okay. They've been knocked out. Mm. I've, got, I've got a couple. Denmark has won, like, I don't think anyone would have tipped them to finish bottom of the group like they mm, yeah. did, and also Germany, like, not making it out, yeah. which uh, which I called before the World Cup started on this podcast, if you, uh, if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> Had to chuck yeah, that in there. Cheeky yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, all right. All right, Gibby. All Where's right, that Gibby. That's that MC Gibson again. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm out. Pesky Germans. Yeah. No, I'm French, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Spanish. I thought nah, you were today. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's a bit of everything at yeah, the moment. Yeah, that's it. Oh, uh, I'd, have to, uh, I'd probably go Germany as well. Pure. Oh, actually, and Qatar. Ah, uh, you yeah. go Qatar. Qatar, absolutely dreadful. Just flopped. They were horrible. Apparently, they'd been in camp for like a whole year. <laughs> really? Or something. Oh yeah. Or something ridiculous, like other. a really long duration. Jeez. Oh my god! And they absolutely dished up the most dross football I've ever seen. Dross. This is this is a home world cup. Dross. It's pretty pretty poor. Oh, and they me. they dish up that shit. That drop the dross. You know what's bad when you drop in dross. You're not going to say Ghana, even though they failed to make it out of the Ghana were, when you predicted were... them to win the world I cup. Did. <laughs> I right. predicted right. Ghana to win the world cup. And they did, they came they fell short. They looked good. They looked very good, but not good enough. And Andre Onana, right? No, he's Cameroon. Are we about to talk about the, the story uh, about Onana going back to his home yeah, country and playing uh, a pickup gonna, game? Yeah, with, yeah, that was awesome. That was my segue anyway. But That's uh, strong. What about you, country. Nick? Who was your most disappointing team thus far? Um, Belgium. Of, yeah. Easy Belgium. Uh, yep. A golden generation squandered. The net, you're not getting yeah. that squad back. Like they, no. they, they've had their gold, golden generation from 2016 to 2022. 
and the best the best they've achieved is third place in the World Cup. Why can't they just produce another golden generation in the next four years? Of life? <laughs> That's not how it works, mate. Yeah. Netherlands have the next golden Why? generation behind Cody Godpo, brother. Yeah, and with uh, Horny Van Gaal at the realm. Uh, um. <laughs> horny. <laughs> backstory to that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Bit of a backstory. <laughs> Story for another day. <laughs> nah, it's, a, it's an internet meme. Oh, yeah. From the internet. Is this your meme of the week, Nicholas? I don't have a meme of the week this week. Well, my, my meme is sad. From the interwebs. Oh. So, uh, well, yeah. I think, yeah, Belgium, biggest... 2016 through 2022 golden gen yeah what have they achieved uh quarterfinal lost to wales in the euros uh you know third, uh, third place in the world cup in 2018 good achievement yes they knocked out brazil uh but you know considering croatia with their golden generation of equal mm. of equal talent uh made the final you know it was Can and confirm. you know it was it's you know they could have won it in that World Cup. Belgium. We have to mention uh, Lukaku as well. How did he miss? I mean, I don't, I don't know if we, if Croatia paid him. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't have any inside information. But fuck me, how did he miss those shots? I was laughing at the screen. <laughs> Genuinely hysterical. <laughs> I could not believe it. Oh, dude, it's just like how, how. Obviously, My he's coming guy. back from injury, and that's I mean, like Hazard was shit when he came on, for example. Mertens, yeah. I, I know you love him, Andy, Dries Mertens, but yes. he was ineffectual. Oh, a lot of their older players have just fallen by the wayside, but Jesus Christ, how Lukaku. Was Dries Mertens playing? He started, he started, he was the starting striker and they took him off for Lukaku. Well, there you go. He did nothing. And at least Lukaku had chances, but Jesus Christ. Well, you weren't going to pick Cameroon there, Nick, obviously uh, you had them uh, <laughs> at your work pool. The sweep, yeah. Well... <laughs> Yeah, they bet Brazil, so... How good was that, Abubakar? Yeah. Abubakar. Look, yeah, they bet Brazil, so they had, they, they, had um, they had their moment in the sun. You can't take that away. Better than Belgium. Who did Belgium beat? Canada. Look, Canada, yeah. Hey, what can you say about us, everything man. except for, you know, bloody uh, moose hunting and ho- ice hockey, so... <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what's the funny thing about this is that with Ronaldo going to Al Nasser mm-hmm. uh, for 200 mil a season, I can't wait to see when he comes on for Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. <laughs> yeah, off the bench. Yeah, Ronaldo off the absolutely, bench. Absolutely, man. Uh, you guys got any other highlights in the World Cup group stage slash knockout? Uh, Gakpo has been awesome to watch for the, for the Netherlands. He's really good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Australia, I think. Yeah. I think, like, internationally, I think people are recognising how good we actually were. Mm. Yeah. And how resilient. Absolutely. We were. Suit is going to. And I think that's that's one of the the best things to come out of the tournament for me. International people recognising that, you know, we're a a half-decent side. Yeah, fuck yeah. What were you going to say there, Nico? Say limbs? Uh, I was the limbs. I was going to say, um, yeah, Aussie, Aussie limbs, Fed Square limbs went worldwide famous. Yeah, that's exactly I, right. I didn't watch it live, so maybe I'm cheating a bit, but like catching up on like the chaos that was uh, that 
you know, Japan, Germany, uh, Japan, Germany, Spain, Costa Rica group. The, the minute yeah. of madness where <laughs> Spain and Germany mental. were both going to get knocked out. Yes. And then Germany pulled the finger out and got Spain back into the top two, but Spain couldn't return yeah. the favour and get ahead of Japan. It's a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of sabotage happening there, you know. Love and yeah. <laughs> a huge win they for the Chorizos. They have to change that bloody shitty group stage format they've gone with in 2026. They have to just revert it back. I don't think because they can because they've probably already signed this commercial is... enterprise agreements with these countries. Nah, fuck that. I saw fuck somewhere that. that they were thinking of changing it back. Like FIFA is thinking of changing it back. You can't get that amount of drama without the, the group stages. Wait, what, what have they changed the it to? Four teams. Three teams. Change it to two games of three group, uh, three teams in groups. Oh, they've changed it to th- three team groups. Yeah. Okay, that's like that's ridiculous. Six, Sixteen stupid. groups of them as well, I think. Bloody hell! Well, I, yeah, yeah, all the headlines at the moment are either that FIFA are ready to abandon that, um, having yeah, just Google exactly. it. But yeah, I don't know why would why would you want to change it? It's a pretty solid system at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. The the scenes though, like. That we've seen in the last week. Oh, yeah. People changing channels, people watching on two screens, like, just keeping up with what's going on, and shit literally changing by the minute, by the mm-hmm, second. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's, it's been, been crazy. It's been bloody awesome. That. This is the best drama television out there, mate. That's right. It's not, not scripted. Bones, eat your heart out. <laughs> This is real drama. <laughs> Interesting choice. It's just the first drama show Thrones. I could do. Oh, wait. Uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Who needs it? We got the fucking World Cup, fellas. Here we go. <laughs> Neighbours. Yeah. Oh, Neighbours. Ah. Oh, garbage. Okay, but Aussie. Garbage. What's the other one? Uh, house, home and Away. Home and away. Home and away. <laughs> I was about to say Home Alone. <laughs> I realised that was wrong. Though. <laughs> Not the no. same thing. Oh, home and Away. Are, you, are we Team Neighbours or Team Home and Away, fellas? I actually don't know. T- team neighbours. Uh, neither. Neither. <laughs> Strong from Andy. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with neighbours. Uh, from 12-year-old to about 14-year-old, Damon would have said neighbours. <laughs> Bring back the 12-year-old Damon, I say. Actually, no. No, it would have been less. It would have been like 10 to 12-year-old Damon oh. would have been neighbours. Oh, oh, what I a king. Say, um, bring back uh, the Simpsons after the Channel 10 News. Yes. Oh, true. Yeah, the Simpsons Six o'clock no every night. Fox Eight anymore. I mean, not that anyone's watched the Simpsons oh. on Fox Eight, especially since Disney Plus is a thing now. Yes, indeed. I'm amazed the Simpsons mm. are still going. That's ridiculous to me. Well, I mean, they're not even airing old episodes. Yeah, they're just oh, the golden age. Really? The old episodes that, are the best. Like Fox Eight was like such an outdated concept to me. Uh, like the fact that. You know, the fact yeah. that you can get anything on the touch of your fingers, and then on Foxtel, they still have, like... Foxtel yeah. has had, like, an on-demand service for ages where, basically, their entire catalogue, you can just, like, download when you need it for free. But the idea that yeah. they have, like, a scheduled movie channel, or, like, yeah, 15 yeah. of them, and you... Yeah, you, you yeah, need just, it, like, yeah, free to and wear. You, and you turn it on at, like, 10, 20 a.m., and you can watch The Notebook, you know, it's a bit... <laughs> It's for old people. Yeah, yeah. It's, for, it's for pensioners. I remember yeah. when my parents, my parents used to get the Fox Cell guide, like you know. Back oh in yeah, like it was huge. And, and my dad would go through it, and he, you know he would, you know, before you could uh, you could record things, 
you'd like mm-hmm. circle like what you'd want to watch and you'd like have to like decide <laughs> no yeah that's 100 percent it like the magazine you'd most look forward to was that um oh what was that kids magazine the the one with like you could it came with like little comic books in it and, and little games that you could play there was that and then it was the foxtail guy it was like oh yes when's scooby-doo gonna be on oh no, it was just, just me dad. K-Mag. Find out was it K-Mag? Food. No, it wasn't K-Mag. That's a goddamn... Oh, what was K-Mag? K-Zone? K-Zone? Oh. I feel like that was a thing. Yes, it was K-Zone. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. I never told you I made it on I used to read that TV one as, well. as a youngster. No, you didn't. You're on Toasted Did TV. Oh, I used to love that. <laughs> yeah, mate, you probably watched me once. <laughs> I probably did, yeah. What, what were you doing on Toasted Day? I was at the Goldie, actually. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was at, at Dreamworld, and they were doing a live cross. I think, no, I think they were doing this segment where they had to, like, uh, they put all this stuff in a blender, and the guy had to drink it. Oh, yeah, the classic chuck it in, right? Yeah, chuck it in, yes. I was in the impromptu live audience, and I got, got my oh, mind well. on it. Oh, nice. mate. That's your claim to fame. Congratulations. I was more of a Kids WB yeah. fan than Toasted TV. You but... can still get a K-Zone subscription for $33 for six months. Oh, <laughs> that's, <laughs> Lock that's it just... In, mate. Six, you can get... <laughs> this is not like some random site. You can get a 12-month subscription from Australia Post, too. That's, that's fantastic. But before we go too far off the right. rails, my last burning <laughs> question. Now that the Socceroos are out, rest in peace. It was a great story. Who are we all supporting? I'm obviously supporting Croatia. I'm committing fully to the other half of myself. What about you, lads? Uh, for me, Argentina. Argentina? Argentina, yeah. Okay. Los uh, Albiceleste. Albiceleste, yeah. Albiceleste. Okay, okay. He's full-on Team Messi. I like it. We got any Team Ronaldo fans in here? Obviously not Nick. We know what you think about Ronaldo. Yeah, no, just because he'll break the internet if it happened. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, even Messi, the Messi-Ronaldo finals, I'm hoping for. Interesting. And I know, like, I, 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 I'd cringe at myself if I said that in previous World Cups, but because it is the final chance yeah. of getting it, it'll... And, you know, it, it, especially now Ronaldo's moving out of Europe, mm-hmm. um, cashing in on that um, Ronaldo vision. Um, are you, would you, you, know, are you, go, are you team Messi, though, to win that eventual final, I'm assuming? Oh, I just want it to be the most toxic battle of all time, like, <laughs> by social media fanboys. <laughs> and I want it to be, like, a sweaty, like... One all draw after extra time, you know, with bloody, um, you know, Bruno Fernandes scoring a penalty. (laughs) I actually wouldn't. I actually don't think that internet could handle it. Yeah, and like. Just implode. And and bloody just, you know, um, Lissandro Martinez getting a header, you know, like sweaty centre back goals, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Bruno Fernandes is an attacking midfielder, not a centre back, but um, no, I like it. I like it. I like it. That's good shit. Oh, <laughs> I like to see Brazil get up. Brazil are looking good, man. They're looking real good. Did you like Tite's oh. uh, dance with his team there? <laughs> the buddy, yeah, the pigeon dance. And also shout out to Brazil who have now officially become the first team in history to use all twenty-six of their players at a World Cup when they subbed on Waverton. Ooh. In the 80th minute against South Korea, their uh, third choice keeper. Yeah, yeah, Waverton, the legend. How good. Unlike Buddy Graham Arnold, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out Cammy Devlin. Zero minutes, one <laughs> Messi kit. One uh, Messi's 1,000th football career kit. Yeah, Cammy Devlin has it. 
How good? How good, How good is that? Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, how incredible is that? It's crazy. That would be worth a lot of oh, money. Yeah. Oh, let's just say he wasn't giving it to Aziz Bay. No, he wasn't. I honestly think, <laughs> yeah. what, what, I, what did I say in the group chat? He's, he felt bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. So now he's just given Kim Devlin like a, a million dollar like retirement fund. Yeah, that's Someone short of that. And isn't Tilly yeah, like the true. Aussie Messi in theory? Would have been perfect. Yeah, exactly. No, bloody Keanu Backus is the Parker <laughs> Messi. <laughs> oh, oh no! Nah, um, oh, losing me train of train of thought here, but it's a controversial one. I wouldn't say. I would mind seeing France win again. Fuck off! Oh. Genuinely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be a legacy maker. Either no, France or Argentina like for me, just so that we can say that we lost to the eventual champions. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, there's, very, yeah. there's, there's very few teams I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see win. Um, I, I, sorry, there's very few teams I wouldn't like to see win. One of them for sure is uh, England. The uh, oh my god! If England win, they're a shout. They're looking good. Like them, France, <sighs> and I think Brazil are probably the front runners at the moment. Same. Switzerland's another one, strangely. Are they not making it? Dark not... horse. No, nah, I, I think... Dark no, horse. Just, just not a fan. Just not a fan of Granite Jacker, mainly. Just <laughs> not a fan. The only, like, non-major team left... I mean, Morocco would be obviously the crazy story, but I, I get the feeling that we'd probably... We're probably seeing Spain and Portugal win tonight, which will give us quarterfinals of France's, France versus England, which is just saucy. Argentina, Netherlands, saucy. Croatia, Brazil... Saucy, and then Spain versus Portugal, like a legendary rivalry. Just the Euros all over. Oh, well, Brazil and Argentina are definitely not from uh, Europe, but <laughs> yes, it is much largely European. Spain, Portugal's no, not not guaranteed to get past Spain. Uh, of course so not, be... but just like good matchups all around. I they are very saucy. Yeah, and are, I will oh, miss so all of them. So saucy, because you got to go back to work. Andy, who are you supporting? Andy, who are you supporting for the rest of the tournament? Who are you tipping? Argentina. Argentina. Because Messi and because so we can say we lost to the eventual champions like Damon said. Alrighty, I like it. I like the thinking from the fellas. This is good stuff. Can we just talk about the parallels from 2006 for a second? Mm. So we qualify in a group with the reigning champions like we did in 2006. Uh, and then we... Uh, oh, we uh, to get into the group to get into the World Cup full stop. We had to get in via penalty shootout where we met a South American team. Mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty good parallels. And now Argentina's <laughs> going to win the whole World Cup just like Italy did. Yeah, not bad. Except they didn't cheat to yeah, beat us. They, they beat us pretty fair and square. Yeah, that's fair. It was a penalty. Yeah. Oh, uh, Damo. Damo, get out. No, my cousins texting me. Damo, like, at least you're not playing. It was a penalty, bro. Damo! I think that's the Italian in you coming out there, brother. Yeah. Fucking hell. Bro, it was a penalty. I'm Italian. Once, as soon as you got the ground, <laughs> you're instantly you're asking for it. I think I prefer Andy's <laughs> French accent to your Italian accent. That was terrible. <laughs> Actually, I, I think I prefer American Damo to Italian Damo. Yeah, you bring back American Damo. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> that's peak Damo right there. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Soccer. Yeah. (laughs) Just to to round it out, obviously, we've already kind of bid farewell to a few players from the World Cups, like your Gareth Bales, your Kaylor Navas, your Manuel Neuer's. 
Um, yeah, your Mitchell Dukes, obviously, just all just legends of the game. Uh, Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani. And it, it, it is a shame to, to lose so many greats, but I think the football and the storylines have been pretty spectacular so far, fellas. Pretty spectacular, Absolutely. indeed. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch on before we wrap things up? Uh, obviously, got the uh, A League, yeah. Yeah, round one of the AFL. Uh, pictures just for oh, yeah. everyone. Uh, I'm keen to watch. Oh, what's that? The World Cup's on. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring back uh, our alleged AFL podcast that we talked about at the start of the year? Yeah. Let's uh, put the feelers out. Let's put the feelers out. All right. <laughs> Can I just be the bloke that just shits on everything they do? Uh, I, oh, the, A- yes. the, uh, the AFL? Yeah, the AFL. You just want to be like a just anti-AFL? Anti-AFL. Come on, man. We need that, that balance. SEN person, SEN person going, oh, who's the AFL's messy? That is the same person I complained about last week. <laughs> I was way ahead of the curve. Oh, no. Like, I was telling you guys, this is a story I was saying on the potty where I'm like, oh, I just wanted to get, you know, a bit of good vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're, I was you know, the breakfast show on yeah. Australia's biggest sport and network. And they're bloody crapping on, oh, the golf was also on. I don't give a fuck about the golf. And then they're just saying, oh, who's AFL's Messi? You don't know. <laughs> they just don't Esports. get it. They don't understand. Easily coexist. The global significance Scale, of yeah. football. No, nah, they don't. It's they don't such care. a tiny world, this Victorian AFL mindset. It's, 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 honestly, it's like its own world. It's incredible. Don't get me wrong. AFL's fun. And I, I, it's I, a good I sport. In... I love AFL. Like I grew uh, up around it. I put in way more money and effort into following footy, admittedly, which probably says, because, I mean, I follow soccer quite heavily. Um, Just not your own no. football club, obviously, doesn't know who Jordan Boss is. <laughs> True. Fuck off, mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, like, and I put in good emotional investment into both of them, but they co- they got to coexist in their own work. That's like, right. Yeah, definitely. Like, football no respects the AFL, but... The AFL say they respect football and then go behind their backs at every single given opportunity that works for them. Yeah, that's true. I don't get what the AFL's scared of. Like, it's not like we're taking their venues like Rugby League and Union, you know? It's not like we're venue sharing with the AFL. Victory don't even play at Marvel anymore. And cricket's dying, so they don't have to worry about that. It's fine. Cricket's bloody shambolic. It just needs... The only thing keeping cricket afloat in this country is uh, to a series against India and England. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, New Zealand as well. Will I the think. Boxing Day test be a sellout? No. It's never. It's only a sellout if it's against England, not even India. Yeah. And, and that's only on the first day, so... Hmm. Uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Drama at home. Drama the state right. of Australian sport. We've got to be more positive, fellas. We've got to be positive and focus on stories like... Football uh, is on the up. Every other sport is going downhill. <laughs> Damo, the football master plan. There's one sport I want to see go downhill and uphill at the same time. What? Billy Cart Racing, because they're going downhill, and I want to see the sport grow uphill. So. That's that's a that's a blow. That's a blow <laughs> to my morale. That joke was a blow note. to my morale. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to put a smile on your face, just remember that Jason Cummings gave his partner his business class seat on the way home from Qatar and took the flight home in economy. That's how good of a guy. What a dingo. 
the disrespect to, Cent- uh, to Newcastle Jets on the weekend. He'll be running around saying, yeah, I thought about going in business, but I saw you guys coming up. And I'm like, nah, I'll be right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the disrespect. Oh, the disrespect. Jesus Christ. And I, I, as he gets another goal and puts the Joker face up. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll put a smile on your face. And also this French fan's response to when he was asked about, are you worried if Harry Maguire will stop Kylian Mbappe? And he responds with... No, Maguire is shit. <laughs> Which um, I yeah, think is apt. <laughs> uh, anything else, Steve? Was uh, on? Are we? Are we good? I just uh, yeah. Just lastly, just want to give a shout out to all the Socceroos fans that went over to Qatar and uh, did yeah, a really a good job effort. of uh, covering the 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 game days and everything. And I thought it was it was very entertaining. Uh, some obviously non-football fans that went and covered stuff or making content and yeah it just just brought the whole country together and uh it just showed the significance of getting behind local football at the grassroots and the professional level and uh we can obviously be a part of the world cups for a longer duration so this isn't the uh, oh, yeah. this isn't the end. This is most definitely the beginning for us. Fuck yeah, well I like said. that. Well said, Damo. You beauty. And I think with that, we'll wrap it up. Um, thank Over you, boys. This weekend. That's it, so mate. Get behind your team. Whichever you might have, uh, might have some MPL practice games. Make sure you head over to those games as well. You know. Andy, Andy's on his way on an away date. Oh, I am. How about that? Oh, yeah, that's right. You boys are heading up to Sydney, aren't you, to watch City uh, beat Sydney? Was well, is it, um, what, Andy, Verdi, Kavala, I think? Correct, yeah. And Henry. Oh, not, not a bad. Oh, and Henry as well? Yep. <sighs> so it oh. should, should be good. Hopefully uh, get the oh. dub. Shout out to Henry. Fuck yes. Not a bad <laughs> effort from the fellas. But yeah, thank you boys for joining us, joining me here today. It's been good fun. Uh, this has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. Ciao. Yeah, honestly, sur- surreal experience. Just just meeting the bloke. I um, couldn't believe it. I was watching him live and. I thought the boys did incredible um, containing him and obviously he gets his goal. I've seen it so many times. So to see him do it live was obviously I, I just wanted to smash him. But I was, it was surreal because you've just, like I said, you've seen it so many times. But like I said, the boys did incredible. And um, yeah, I, I, the, the opportunity, none of the boys that played um, kind of went after his jersey. So I, I shook his hand and asked him and he uh, got him in the tunnel. And um, yeah, so it's cool special moment I guess it's his thousandth game and Lionel Messi is not shy away from the fact that he's probably the first other than Steven Gerrard the first footballer I ever knew and the best to ever play the game so yeah super cool and um, something that I'll definitely be holding on to.